Welcome to OsteoCast, where we talk all things osteopathy, functional anatomy, and movement. With your hosts, myself, Colby Brokel, Amanda Boysen, and Sarah Pucal. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hello. Check We're one, back two. back today. We're going to check one, two, one, two. We're going to do uh, our little book club review here. So uh, the book that we have been reading uh, as a group or ourselves is Principles of Osteopathy by Dane Tasker. Uh, so the first chunk, we did the first five chapters. Um, we do want to note this isn't going to be like a severely detailed review. We're going to try and get this in. So it's about 10 minutes. We don't want to have hours of discussing um passages or terms. So what we're going to do is assuming you guys have read through the book, we're going to go through some of the passages and things that we enjoyed in the book, have brief little discussions on those based on how they helped us out um, and give a little review that way. And then we'd like if you guys chime in, send us some messages, post on Instagram, whatever that may be about what you found most useful in that area. So again, chapters one through five uh, for this first go and let us know what you guys thought. So um to start off, Sarah and Amanda, what did you guys have as a couple main points to, to discuss or to throw out there? So one of my major takeaways was the just, uh, I guess it's a review. It's not stuff that we don't know, but just how important um, from a, a cellular or a, a metabolic perspective, um, what we're doing and how osteopathy can help. Um, not only the mechanical structural side of things, but some of the deeper tissues and the fact that it does make... Um, it can make massive change, um, throughout the body. So just reading through some of the passages, um, it was just a really good reminder of how those changes can happen and why those changes will happen. Um, the first yeah. few chapters did more like review than anything. Um, yeah, but it was agree. a good reminder of that side of the osteopathic world, because I think superficially when you're talking to clients a lot um it just comes out as the structure needs to move and this is why and here it is and it's always really general so when you're reading something like this and again it is reviewing kind of all the layers which is is good to hear good to see yeah like that first oh go ahead sarah sorry yeah no i was just gonna say uh I'm not sure what chapter this is, but it's page 25. He says, the first effort of the osteopath is to remove all obstructions to blood and nerve supply, feeling certain that when these obstructions are removed, health will follow. Yeah. Which basically means fix everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look everywhere. Yeah. But it just reminds you, like Amanda said, right? Like our the body's more than a bag of bones and muscles attached to it. Totally. The anatomy is so much deeper than that. And the health of the tissue is so much deeper than, um, you know, releasing a contracted muscle, but really looking at uh, fluid dynamics, which we just talked about in a podcast, um, blood flow and how that blood venous is working together, how it's not working together and how we as an osteopath using our mechanics can help that. Yeah. So for me, um, just briefly, the first five chapters, like chapters one through five, seems to be mostly a review of how the main systems in the body works. And I agree there's some stuff that I pulled out of it um, that were good. But for me, more importantly, was the introduction part of the book. I found some some useful stuff. Um, I found it very useful that they go through a handful of different osteos, like DOs, um, definitions or descriptions of osteopathy. And it's kind of neat to see how different people thought about what osteopathy was and how it developed. So like there are some that are as simple as like 
For example, osteopathy is a physical method of treating disease without using drugs, which is awesome. And then you go down further and there's ones that are like three paragraphs long talking about changes and relationships between cells and tissues and organs and relaxing contracted tissue. So I know that myself still in practice, I have a hard time describing what osteopathy is to different patients based on the questions they ask. So I found it kind of interesting to go through that process and just read through how different DOs described it and how it progressed over time. Um, and then another thing that I found, which was on page 25, um, which was just, it was the three things uh, that are part of osteopathic therapeutics, they called it. Um, like basically the three components of treatment is manipulation for the purpose of correcting the malposition of any tissue, whether that tissue be bone or blood. Then number two, proper feeding and dietetics. And number three, proper surroundings or hygiene. So number one really is what we look at as osteopathy now, which is our manipulation and treatment on the table. But it's interesting to see how important it was at that point in time that proper nutrition or feeding as well as proper surroundings, hygiene was important. Now, it was a different time, so food and hygiene was different then, but it's important that you keep yourself, your environment clean and healthy, you keep your body moving, you eat proper nutrition throughout the treatment process to make sure that you have the best chance of getting better. Did we say what year the book is? 1913. 1913, right? I want to yeah. say it was first in like published in like 1903, but the edition that we happen to have was is it? the 1913. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Like the third so just take in mind, yeah, this is early 1900s. Mm-hmm that this was written and he's discussing quite a few people that were even before the 1900s that were doing osteopathy and Absolutely, um, yeah. where he's pulling his information from and his theories, if you will. But I think too, like as a practitioner where we're at, so we graduated in t- the end of 2018. So we're like two years, just over two years out of pre- like professional practice. We've all been practicing for a little bit longer than that, but Um, I think, uh, depending on where you're at in your professional journey, this book is going to give you something different every time you read it. Like there's a lot of information in there. Um, and just reading through it, like you said, Colby, all the different definitions of how osteopathy is, but even the review in those first five chapters is if I read this again in, in, let's just say five years, I know that I'm going to pick something up different from it than if I had read it when we were just coming out of school it went, maybe it would have felt a little bit overwhelming. Like there was so much in there, but right now you're able to like digest that at a different level. So that was another big takeaway that this is, this is information that'll just keep giving you more stuff as, as you move through professional practice. Yeah. Based on your thoughts and understanding as a practitioner, you're going to see and read different things. Right. So I totally Mm -hmm. agree. Um, Another little spot that I, that I kind of liked where it was, it was on page 33. Um, This is chapter one. And it just says, one spot here says, symptoms are the surface play of kinetic energy. They lead to a broad understanding of vital phenomena. So the point being like kinetic energy is kind of an interesting word to use then because I don't know if they quite had the study of of kinetics like we do now. Um, But the point being that symptoms of, of basically symptoms, so what people are feeling or complaining of are the surface play. So they're what's being superficial, what's being shown of malpositions or changing changes of mechanics being the kinetic energy. Um, and they just say they lead to like where to look, they, they lead to clues. And I think it's important still that we talk about subjective and objective findings and objective findings are going to be the most important, but understanding where those symptoms are coming from and having the ideas of what it is and how those things can break down as a, for a practitioner is important to see like 
you know, if someone has low back pain, it doesn't mean the low back's the problem, but it means that you have a starting point in terms of where to start to investigate to see why that is where the body's saying, help me, right? Yeah. So same ideas we have now, but a hundred years ago, which is pretty cool. Yeah, very cool. I find he also uh, stated lesions very well. So he talked about that lesions fall under two divisions. First, violence. Second, failure to react to the environment. I'm reading from page 41. Uh, But the secondary lesion he's discussing is lifestyle. So the lifestyle or the symptoms that kind of happen over time. Your body has different arrangements that occur in it based on the environment, on your lifestyle, um, and how that is a big cause of lesioning in the body. So I just really liked how he worded that and how even in that time, you know, there's a lot of awareness of just finding balance in your lifestyle or you will end up with patterns that you do not want there that will cause, um, you know, disease down the line or pain, if you will. So I just enjoy, I kind of enjoyed how he worded that and how that was brought up so well. Yeah. Uh, I read- and then to, pay- I was just going to say, and then to piggyback on the thing that I just read, um, you skip forward a couple pages onto page 49 and it says every vital phenomenon, which is, remember they called those symptoms or that surface play of kinetic energy, a vital phenomenon mm-hmm. calls for interpretation by the skillful physician. Um, but interpretation cannot be attempted without a definite knowledge of structure and function of that tissue, which acts as a medium of communication between all other elements of the body. So even though there are symptoms, you have to have a solid enough foundation of anatomy and physiology to understand what those symptoms are and where they're coming from. So they're still looking for the cause. They're not saying they're finding the cause or looking for the cause, but they're looking for what's causing those symptoms still, right? Yeah. I think too, it's really interesting to read this stuff and and see kind of the patterns in healthcare or health and wellness in general then versus now, because I feel like lots of patterns in health and wellness now are circling back to these ideas of like taking care of the whole person, making sure that all aspects of their life are um, balanced or stress-free or allowing them to like not be highly strung or stressed. Um, Whereas they were already talking about that stuff back then. And somehow we've, we've gotten into a place or a pattern where we're like constantly go, go, go. Um, but this is kind of all bringing it back to like, you have to do the simple things right really well and do the basics right really, really well. Um, which I just find interesting that they're already talking about those things. Well, that's osteopathy, right? It's all about anatomy and physiology. And those are the basics. If you do those well and you're following those, then you're going to have good results. If you're just running through the, the patterns, you're not going to have the results you're looking for. Yeah. So that being said, that's our 10 minute mark. Do you guys have anything else vital that you want to say about those first handful of chapters there? No. Um, What what would be like your big takeaway, I guess, if you could put it in one sentence or what you got, what you got most out of this book. So far in this, this couple chapters, my biggest takeaway is number one, the review of some of the anatomy and physiological principles. Um, But more importantly, the biggest thing for me was reading the different descriptions of osteopathy because it made me think back to some of the things that you leave out. Because as you go through your career and people will see this as they become practitioners and they are, there are different things that you focus on or different things, uh, places that your mind settles at different times in terms of what you're going to think about and work on and, and how you're progressing yourself in practice. 
And I think the different definitions of osteopathy made me clue into some other things or components that I need to continue to work on. Awesome. I would agree with that. I think this is just a good, for me, it's been a good review of like some of the things I knew, um, but just a good reinforcement of those things that like Colby said, you start to think about one thing or one track or, or one piece. And this just like brings it back to, it's all important. Yeah. Which is sometimes the frustrating part about osteopathy. (laughs) Yeah, I would agree. I took away just, you know, the reminder of you need to feel the tissues, test for mobility, tenderness and palpation, and then the physiological changes that can ensue. And just as Colby and Amanda were saying, it definitely was more of a review. Um, Definitely a really good read, I would say, for the early osteopathic practitioner. Um, Just going over the basic principles of osteopathy because you can – really getting your head, um, you know, initially out of school. But again, I'm sure as we read on, we'll find it useful at all parts of our career. Yeah. I, and I would agree, Amanda, or Amanda Sarah, saying that uh, it'd be good for osteopathic practitioners. Probably not the best book for students as you have to go through and have some experience to be able to understand and, and review some of the things. Um, yeah. But I think it would be a, it's a good book for people to, to read through that way. Now, that being said, we are going to do chapter six through 10, yeah, for the next chunk. So we'll do another five chapters because our goal is to get this one done within probably about five weeks time to have this book done and reviewed. So if anyone's joining in with us and reading, we're going to go through chapter six through 10 in this next chunk. And again, as always, we're looking for some communication and some discussion here. So jump in on, uh, on Instagram, send us an email, whatever that may be to basically discuss some of the things in the book and some of the passages and whatever you're curious about, because we're all trying to learn here. And just as Amanda had said, you're going to see different things each time you read through the book. Well, each person's going to see different things too. So if we discuss the things we find, we all have a better chance of learning and we're going to learn more through the process. So please jump in, discuss, ask questions. That way we can work together and, and all learn. Perfect. Awesome. Well, can't wait to keep reading. I'm enjoying it so far. All right, we'll review the next couple next week. Talk to you guys soon. See you then. Bye. Bye.